Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm so excited that you joined us today. We've got some really good information that we are pulling together in preparation for the upcoming real estate workshop. Billy and Becky are hosting our next workshop on April 28th to the 30th, 2023 in Denver, Colorado. And it's really our biggest workshop yet. Can you believe it? We are so excited, but there is something about real estate that people are really connecting with. And I'm going to give you some great information today on nine items to consider in choosing your real estate market. But before I get started, I want to let you know that the in-person workshop is completely sold out, but we still have live stream available. And I really want you to consider that if you are interested in investing in real estate, because we live stream it the entire weekend and you have three weeks that you can watch the content after the event. So we're very um, looking forward to seeing all of you. We're very excited about what God is doing in real estate. And we really hope that this is a blessing for you because it's one of the ways that God is leading us as his children to build wealth according to Deuteronomy 8.18. Amen. We are creating wealth for purposes of expanding the kingdom of God. So I want to start first by giving you a little information. Many of you have listened to this podcast and you know the general criteria that we give you on how to find that right market, but I'm going to review it just in case some people listening have not heard this before. And then I'm going to step into nine things for you to look at and consider in choosing your real estate market. You know, I believe that God calls us to a market and where God is calling us is really important for us to tune into. There's more than enough real estate markets for everybody. A matter of fact, where we invest, we just think, oh my goodness, the more that come and invest in our area, the more that we can have an influence. Um, but, but God's not called us all to invest in the same area. So I'm going to be really honing in on things for you to personally consider when choosing your market. Now, during the Wealth Builders Conference, and actually, if you go back on the podcast that we've done right here on the Wealth Builders Podcast, we've gone in-depth on how to analyze the right markets. And so here are four criteria to lay the foundation for today's podcast to jump into those nine items. But this is your foundation. These are the things, these are the formulas, these are the calculations that you want to make sure that you stay within. And it's a good preface for what I'm going to be sharing with you on other things to consider. All right, so get out your notepad, get out your pencil. Here we go. The first one is to find a property or an area that you can get one to one and a half percent monthly rent based on the purchase price for a buy and hold. So a buy and hold is when we have a long term lease. Uh, vacation rentals are a different story. 
And I have a whole teaching uh, that I'll be doing on that at the upcoming workshop. But one to one and a half percent, what that means is that you want to find a market that, for example, if it's a $150,000 home, you want to be able to get about $1,500 a month, which is 1% of the purchase price. Okay, number two, you want to stay within three to four times the median income for the price of the home. What that means is in any area that you look to invest in, you want to make sure that these numbers work, right? But you want to purchase within three to four times the median, not average, the median income for the price of the home. The reason for that is no matter what the uh, economic conditions, you will be able to market your property for rent to uh, the, the most people possible. So if we go into high-end homes, which there definitely is a niche for that, I'm not saying that you don't ever go there, but that takes, a, that takes on more risk. And so if you're just starting out, especially, you really want to stay within that three to four times median income. So let's say that in an area, the median income is $50,000 a year. That means that you want to stay within 150000 which is three times that median income, to $200,000 for a purchase price. And in that, you can know that no matter what happens with the economy, that you will be able to market your property to the most people. All right, number three, you want to have a minimum of a $300 positive cash flow per door. Uh, for a single family buy and hold. As I mentioned, vacation properties are different, uh, but but that's that's takes more to go over. So come to the workshop to learn more about the vacation rentals. All right, and then number four, you want to get 10 to 20% cash on cash return. So for example, if you get a property and you're putting $30,000 down, the cash on cash return is the amount of cash that you are putting into the deal, you want to earn 10 to 20% on that cash. So in this, the example of $30,000 down, you want to get a 3,000 to 6,000 net return annually. Or in that case, it would be the minimum of $300 to $500 or more, of course, Uh, per month on that property. So you want to always stay within these four criteria. Now, when the interest rates were 3%, 2.5%, we were able to maybe make some exceptions or able to push these numbers a bit. But now with the interest rates in the 6 to 6.5% range, and I know that the Fed is continuing to raise interest rates, that is actually a more normal rate or market for us to buy property in if you look over the decades of history. Um, But it does require us to really work to stay within these four guidelines. All right. So all of that was actually an introduction for you. That's the basis you want to stay in. But these are nine items for you to personally consider in choosing the right real estate market for you. All right, here we go. Number one is you want to find a price point that you are comfortable with. 
You know, anytime that we invest, we kind of get out of the boat or Billy does an amazing job teaching on uh, the parable of the talents where the Lord tells us that, that we do need to take risk, okay? But that risk with what we share with you at this workshop and in these podcasts does not need to be a reckless risk, okay? So if you stay within the information that I provided for you, This is another consideration to find your comfort level with a risk. And I'll share an example with us personally. We did not want to invest in a market where we had to put all our eggs in one basket. I say it this way. We didn't have unlimited cash. We still don't have unlimited cash and most people don't. Where we initially thought we wanted to purchase close to where we live, when we looked at the price of homes, we would have had to take pretty much all of our cash and put that into a down payment on one property. And we just did not want to put all our eggs in one basket, right? We didn't want to take that much risk. So we went and looked outside of the Dallas-Fort Worth area into a more rural area where the numbers that I described to you initially work. And we were able to purchase homes in that 140, 150, top one was about 210, $220,000 range, where if we would have purchased in our area, we would have had a minimum of about seven to $800,000. So if you take a 20% down payment on that, that was like $160,000 just on a down payment where we were able to split up that money and make multiple down payments to buy multiple homes. So the first one, a price point that you are comfortable with. Number two, you want to find a market where you will have the ability to work toward the real estate professional designation. Uh, So that means you want to get in a market where you have the ability to buy multiple properties and do flips in the market. We're really excited because in this upcoming workshop for the first time, we have three levels of workshops based on Billy's Triple X. We have the um, first level that's for first-time home buyers or people just getting into learning about investment real estate. The 2X are people that are in the game and they want to learn how to scale up. And the 3X are for people that have got Uh, multiple properties, and maybe they want to go to that next level and really start to be able to build that wealth for generations and to give back into the community. And one of the things that we're um, offering in that 3X is Bill Bronchek is going to do an entire workshop on the professional or the real estate professional designation. This is really important because instead of you either not being able to Uh, deduct any of the, we call them phantom losses, and you'll learn more about that. Uh, If you do not have this, you're actually limited to write off $25,000 on a property, but this opens the opportunity for you to really have unlimited deductions based on the actual performance, uh, or like I said, that phantom loss, that depreciation of the properties. So this could be an entire podcast and it probably will be an entire podcast on its own. But I just want to plant the seed that when you're able to do multiple projects and you're able to do flips, you're going to get to that level of being able to do the 
real estate professional designation, which helps you a ton on taxes. One of the things just briefly before I go to number three here to let you know is this is something that you work on with your CPA. And again, Bill Bronchek will do an entire workshop on this. All right, number three is uh, where's the growth pattern in the nearest city? This is something that is very interesting. Sometimes in the city that we maybe think we want to buy in, we find that either the ratios don't work or maybe the price points are too high. So what we encourage you with is to look at the area and pay attention to where the growth pattern is in the nearest city. So what we did is we looked at Waco. The numbers weren't quite there because remember, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth. We started moving out. And then we found a small town outside of Waco where the numbers did work. And we were looking at the growth pattern towards that city. And that's where the growth was going toward. And what that can really help you with is you're able to buy properties at a lower price point, but also that's where your highest appreciation opportunity can be because as the growth goes out to that area, the prices will go up. Just a real quick story. I didn't know what I was doing, but when we lived in Minnesota, we just kind of naturally did this because we couldn't afford to buy a home that was actually in super close proximity to the city where we work. So we were always going out where we could buy at a less expensive rate, get more house for the price. But you know what? We really did well selling those properties because by the time that we actually sold those homes, the appreciation, it had kind of caught up with the growth was there. And we were able to make a lot of money based on that initial purchase because we were willing to go out further, drive a bit, and wait for the growth to catch up. So number three, where is the growth pattern in the nearest city? Number four, this was important for us. I'm sure it's important to you as well, is look for the area where you have an opportunity to make an impact in a community. You know, everything that we do is purposeful. So when we do real estate, we don't want to just do real estate, just make money and pocket it. We really want to help transform the community, make a difference, develop relationships, and just really bring Jesus to the area that we invest in. So that's really, I believe, important for us to consider as believers and as the children of God is to find that area where we can make an impact, where we can really help expand and increase the kingdom of God. All right. And number four, Five is the opportunity to bring things to the market that are not being done. For example, I found where we were uh, investing that people weren't doing home staging. They weren't doing professional photos. They weren't marketing properties. In general, there was a gap in presentation of properties. And since that's an area that I love to function in, which you all know, I love home staging. I like to find that niche. That was really important to us that we found an area that I could go in and really find an edge with the skills and the talents and the gifts that God has given me. And uh, it's really interesting because once you do that, it also like always you look around and it kind of brings up the level of other people in the area. 
Now that's something I love to do that I that yields me a lot more money on properties. But if I would have gone into a property where everybody was doing it, I wouldn't have been able to see that advantage. You might be someone that's really handy. Maybe you're really good at fixing things. And so you want to go in an area where maybe there's not a lot of great finishes done on the properties and that can give you an edge. So whatever your skills, your talents, your gifts, whatever your advantage is that you bring to the market, look for an area that has a gap in those skills and talents. And that's going to be a great opportunity for you to be able to stand out above the competition in that area. All right, number seven, find a team in the area. So basically a property manager, a builder to work with directly and purchasing new bills, helping with a remodel, a local team to work on various things that are needed. This is really, really important. And actually this is number six, not number seven. Sorry about that. Um, But when you go into an area and when we started going into an area, this is something we really watched for because we are not in the position to be able to do the plumbing, the electrical, to do all the property management. Uh, You know, we just, we couldn't do that to, to drive down to the properties to fix them if something happened. We could not do that. So for us to go into an area, one of the first things that we look for and something that I'm telling you, you should look for is the team, the ability to find people that will help you in your real estate endeavors. And so obviously a real estate, uh, a real estate agent is one of the most important things that you need. Mike Davis does an amazing teaching on this. Uh, You need to have your insurance person that can write insurance in your area a good property manager. We found we need a good handyman. We need a good electrician. Uh, We need a good plumber. You know, you name it, someone that can paint for you, someone that can do kitchen cabinets. So we have found all those in our markets, which has allowed us to actually expand in those markets and know that we've got the support. We've got the team needed to be successful. Number seven, Do you like the area and look forward to spending time there? This isn't something that you probably hear in most real estate courses or, you know, podcasts, but this is something that because we are called to bring transformation to an area, it's really important, I think, that we as a family, because we do things as a family, you, you probably do as well, that we like spending time in the markets that we're purchasing in. You know, when we first started going just outside of Waco, we spent a lot of time there as a family. We built relationships. We found places that use an adventure. You know, we went down there for the weekend. We found the hotels we like to stay in, our favorite places to go out to eat. We would do some sightseeing. So when we went down there to work on projects, it wasn't like, oh my goodness, I don't want to go down to that area. It was like, all right, we get to go down to that area and spend time at our favorite places, talk to some of our friends that we met there. You're going to spend a significant amount of time, at least at the beginning with the startup. So I just think, and we thought it was really important that we found an area to invest in that we looked forward to spending time there. All right, number eight, what businesses are in the area to support growth and increase? 
This is also a way to gain a real edge in finding the right property or the right market to invest in. Let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about here, and I'll give you a couple clues how you can find out more information about it. We wanted to always go into an area where there is going to be growth and we would have the best opportunity for appreciation. So the first market that we went into that I was describing for you down near Waco, Texas, we found a small town that had really good industry nearby. Um, There was the biggest Amazon fulfillment center in the state of Texas being built. And so why am I saying these things? Because you want people that have jobs, right? You want people to need housing that are being, um, you know, called to an area, a place that has a potential to increase, not decrease with population and housing demand. Also, uh, we learned, and Levi actually scouted this out, that SpaceX was located in this small town. Well, right there, you know that that's, that's probably pretty good incomes coming in, and SpaceX is not going anywhere anytime soon. It's really a lot of the future. And if those two weren't enough, we learned that there was an auto assembly plant that was planning to be built. And we paid attention. There's Train, um, T-R-A-N-E. The air conditioner makers have a big plant there. There was a significant church between Waco and this community that was just packed out like a megachurch every weekend. It had all the indicators that people were really moving out towards this small town. And with all the industry and the, the building and the, the thriving businesses that were going out in that area and already existed in that area, we knew that there was going to continue to be a demand for housing. So what businesses are in the area to support growth and increase? And how do you learn this? Read the city council note. You can go on the website and just read through those notes. Um, if you have a husband or relative That is like my husband, Dave. He is so good at talking to people where I'm like more of, I'm just going to work. You know, I might visit with a couple people. He is so good and Levi is as well, where they would just talk to influencers in town. And it was through those conversations, through talking to neighbors that we learned a lot of what I am sharing with you. So take time to learn what businesses are in the area to support growth and increase. And number nine, what is nearby that would draw vacation rental opportunities? And in that, where's the edge to leverage? So you've heard me talk about this. Billy talks about it too, of course, that we want to find an area to invest in that has multiple exit strategies. What I mean by that is I want it to work with a buy and hold, which is a long-term lease, but I'd really ideally like to get in a market where it also works as a flip so that there's a you know an opportunity there if we if we uh, redid a home or we put some improvements in and maybe ideally we wanted it to be a flip but maybe the market isn't perfect for that right now that we could actually hold it in a long term lease in cash flow but if I can do a short term rental or vacation rental that just gives me one more exit strategy or one more way to make sure that I've got revenue to cover my expenses in a property. You know, I had to do this again before I knew really what was going on. I I wish I knew what I'm sharing with you all and what I've learned from Billy and Becky. I wish I knew it earlier. 
but this is why I'm so passionate about getting this out to you. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I sort of fell into realizing that I had to pay attention to the market and understand where the best place to put the, the property out there is at the right time. So when I lived in or moved, actually, we still had a house in Minnetonka. When we moved out to Colorado, when we were called to Karis Bible College, we had an executive home there. And when I was moving, I was able to get an amazing buy and hold rent renter there because it was in 2012. So we we're right at that time where housing was really, especially the upper end housing was in a real deep dive. And there was a lot of people that were looking to rent, not buy, because interest rates had gone up and people were just hesitant to get into the market at that time. And actually, it's a very similar time right now. Well, I got a great renter in there, a long-term renter, but as soon as the market started to recover, uh, it was apparent that even though the prices of the homes didn't go up significantly, so it wasn't working to really sell it for what we had purchased it, the renter that was in there saw the opportunity that was time for them now to go and buy a home. So I lost a really good renter and I was just thinking, no problem, I'll just go get another renter. But boy, to my surprise and not in a good way, the market had shifted and I could not find a good buy and hold renter. And so in that case, I was, just didn't know about what I'm sharing with you. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to take whatever renter comes by. And so I had to take a lower amount of rent. And it was a very poor renter. They actually really trashed my house, even though it was an executive home. Very sad. But what I did do after I kind of learned my lesson with that, I got it updated, um, invested some money to make some improvements, and I turned it into a vacation rental. Well, the market worked really well for a vacation rental because it was near Lake Minnetonka, but I didn't know to look for exit strategies at the time. If I had known, right when I lost that really good renter, I would have looked at the viability of a vacation home, a vacation rental with this property because it was perfect. It has a swimming pool and I can pretty much guarantee you that I wouldn't have had the damage and I would have had much better cash flow had I known to look at that option. So that's why I'm just sharing with you is to pay attention to this and look when you're going into a market, if there is something nearby that would draw vacation rental opportunities and in that find the edge to leverage. Okay, just a quick couple stories here. So in the area near Waco, we knew Magnolia was there, also Baylor University. So worst case scenario, we could definitely flip it to a vacation rental, but we found that there was a need for short-term rentals. And so with one of our properties, actually two of our properties, one of, one of the two, what we did is we rented it to a family that was building a home. And because of all the COVID supply chain issues, they their home was delayed like six months, okay? So we were able to get a significant higher amount of rent by catering to a short-term renter and really leveraging the edge in what was happening in the market. The other house, another house that we had there, we did something similar 
and we had a family move in that they had a fire in their home and they wanted a very nice place to live while, and the insurance company paid their rent, by the way, while their house was being worked on. So we knew that we we wanted to look at those multiple exit strategies and in that it really helped us with cash flow to be flexible and be aware of what's going on in the market and being able to get that edge and leverage the properties. All right, so those are nine things. I'm just gonna recap them for you really quickly here. A price point that you're comfortable with, you know, with the risk, did did you want to invest at this price point? Are you okay putting all your eggs in one basket or do you need to find a market that has a price point where you can potentially do multiple properties? Number two, the ability to work toward the real estate professional designation. So basically that means an ability to buy multiple properties and do flips in the market. Number three, where's the growth pattern in the nearest city? Look for that. And that's where you can start to go out just ahead of that growth pattern, looking at those trends and make some really good buys. Number four, the opportunity to make an impact in a community. That's really important for us as believers. Number five, the opportunity to bring things to the market that are not being done. The example I gave is with my home staging, finding a market that they weren't doing that so I could go in and make an immediate impact and really up our game and up our profits quickly. Number six, find a team. Property manager, builder to work with directly and purchasing new builds, helping with remodels, your real estate agent, your insurance agent, very, very important. Number seven, Do we like the area and look forward to spending time there? Number eight, what businesses are in the area to support growth and increase? I shared with you the example of SpaceX, uh, the Amazon Fulfillment Center, those types of things where we knew there is going to continue to be growth and increase. And then finally, number nine, what is nearby that would draw vacation rentals or short-term rental opportunities? And in that, where's the edge to leverage and to go for that? All right. Well, thank you so much. I hope this was helpful for you. As we talk about real estate, I want to remind you to join us April 28th to the 30th. And we are sold out in person. So join us by live stream. You can go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events to learn more. And I want to let you know that we have got a brand new real estate resource center that's available on our website. So you can go to wealthbuilders.org and just scroll down. You'll see Billy's picture. Scroll down past Billy's picture. Click on the real estate resources and you'll find some checklists and some amazing things that our great Wealth Builders team has put together for you. Well, thank you again for joining us each and every week. If you know somebody that would enjoy hearing these podcasts, let them know about us. We really appreciate you and uh, we love you. You are our family. That's what Billy and Becky say. I love that. Becky says, we are a family. And if you're listening to this podcast, tuning in, you are part of the Wealth Builders family. God bless you and make it a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. You want to learn more about who we are? Visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.